Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, medium talk, maybe? We'll shoot for that. I am Dave, and sitting next to me in this perfect order, here is our shortcake Rob, strawberries Neil, and I am your whipped cream Dave. You know, somebody's going, I want the whipped cream all over me. <laughs> so just be prepared. <laughs> you can be my whipped cream, Dave. For for like like handful He's of listeners. Ladies, calm down. I don't really like strawberries. Do I have to be the strawberry? Well, you're blueberries? grounded up strawberries with sugar, so they're that sounds painful. <laughs> it is what it is. But at but least you, you're sweet this way. But you know, our next topic here. This think is the of only all the topic if Davis dices this up the way he plans on it. <laughs> 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 to be fair, well, you're the shortcake, so you'd be your as is. I'm vanilla. Yeah, I could be pound cake just as easily. So I could be angel food cake. We got Neil here, which again, the only way we can con Neil and come on over is to Wrath of Conum. But uh, oh, we can get him. Here, when we talk about Star Trek, which we are doing yet again, which some people might actually question my fandom to Star Wars, which is okay. Is really that the only way we can get you here? Is if we're doing Star Trek? No, I have other interests other than Star Trek, Dave. Yes. He's not just a one trick pony, Dave. (laughs) Yes, I like many tricks. Except not strawberries. We've confirmed that. So, our next topic. The seeds get in your teeth, and I just don't like it. So, anybody, anybody here... A fan of Quentin Tarantino? I mean, mm. movies, not the person, because the person's kind of a... I will say uh, that I enjoy a Tarantino movie here okay. and there. Okay, okay. He is a filmmaker, and I recognize what he tries to do with his films. Okay, so... As for a fan, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of Quentin Tarantino. So, you see... I've only seen one of his movies, so I really can't... What have you seen? Reservoir Dogs. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's not his best. It's not bad, but it's not his best. That was okay. Yeah, see, I've, I think I've seen Pulp Fiction, and I still want to see that. And... It's funny that we're talking about this. I just, I just saw Pulp Fiction like three days ago. Crazy. I hadn't seen it in a while. It happens when we do these. The, the Kill Bills and that those. that Death Proof, and I'm pretty sure I've seen a couple others, but uh, they didn't really uh, register. Didn't do with Death them. Proof. He just presented it. No, didn't they? Death Proof was his. That that. Um, I don't know. They all get all get together. Him and. Uh, what do they call that? That was Frank that Miller. was oh Grindhouse Peachers. Mm-hmm. Robert Rodriguez did the zombie thing. And oh, wasn't Quentin it Tarantino like a did the Death Proof one? The more wasn't like, it like a, a an anthology or something like that? No, it was he just it was just it. it was a take on like the old Grindhouse where you watch like cheesy movies and and grainy and all that stuff. And and it the was only one that he's done that I've really wanted to see. I think it was. He did the Hateful Eight, what, didn't he? Yes. That looked, that I want, I, I, that's the one that I've really wanted to get a chance to see, but I have not been able to sit down. Oh, guys, see we it. all know it's on Netflix, and we all got yeah. Netflix. You know what else is on uh, Netflix? Pulp Fiction, which I saw three days ago. Really? Oh, <laughs> so, what makes this Star Trek related is Quentin Tarantino has written a script. Okay. He has written a script, and he says, although I wouldn't say it the way. He would say it because he says F word every other word. So yeah. that's not my style. But he wrote a fracking script. 
and he's going to make maybe a fracking movie. I don't know if he's going to fracking frack 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 it, but uh, but that's his name, Edward Jim. But uh, he has an R-rated Star Trek in mind. I'm not really sure too much of the details, but I know some people like. I guess I could qualify myself. I'm a little like Star Trek need to be rated R. I mean, does it have to be rated R? What, why is he wanting to make it rated R? And one of the reasons is to show the horrors, horrors of space, not the oh. horrors of space. That'd be, although I thought we were doing R, a Riker bit here, the horrors of space <laughs> and Quentin Tarantino believes he has, an idea for a Star Trek movie on that, which I, to be fair, I think Star Trek has showed us the horrors of space pretty decently, but Luxana Troy included me, me and, if, and Quentin will disagree with that. However, there are other movies that already established the horrors of space that aren't Star Trek, but alien kind of covers those, those horror aspects pretty Decently, I would, Hell, I would say. Hell, the Martian covers those aspects pretty decently. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that one, but I, I think I've I've heard of that. But well, you're you're kind of throwing a big generalization in here, mm-hmm. where we might be better off talking about specifics, because the horrors of space. There's a lot of meat oh, right. on that bone. What could that? You could be, what could that be? The unknown horror, like Alien, the horror of isolation and. Um, you know, slow descent into madness without the social creature having their social needs needs met. You have the horror of relying on technology, circa oh, I don't know, uh, uh, space odyssey. You know, um, you know, there's there's lots of different things that you can go, and you know, there's disaster movies. Mm-hmm. That, you know, kind of Star Trek was something of a disaster movie shoehorned in with the destruction of Romulus. So, you know, there's there's a lot of meat on those bones. The thing is, with Star Trek, Roddenberry's vision, horror really wasn't a concern. That wasn't what Star Trek was exploring was horror. It was about the, the action, the, 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 the spirit of humanity, really, and, and, and facing uh, challenges and, and, and coming through. That was kind of his optimistic vision. I don't have a problem with him doing it because it's not a sacred cow to me, but quite honestly, I think he'd be better served doing just a space movie without tying it into Star Trek. I mean, my God, all the technology from Star Trek can be cribbed at this point fairly easily. Just a little whitewashing and you're fine. Those serial numbers aren't hard to torch off. He's just stirring up controversy and piggybacking off of that if he's actually going to do anything more than just shop that script. Right, because there's no guarantee that they can even make this movie. I mean, he's got the script. They're, the studio's seriously considering it. But some of this, I believe, could also be uh, piggybacking off the success of Deadpool until everybody starts thinking, oh, rated R, we can maybe make some money, even though there's recently been a handful that have really banked on that. Uh, honestly, if the people who are controlling that franchise have any regard for where it's been or the ideals behind it. They won't do it. I don't see it happening, but yeah, I don't know who's behind it. So I, I don't know how, how feasible it is. Yeah. I honestly think though that Tarantino is a little bit too much of a firebrand 
for the studio to feel comfortable with that franchise. Well, that's the other thing that kind of the franchise. It almost seemed like a Hollywood marriage. Let's let's attach his name to this and see where we can go with it. Right. It's like Danny Boyle being attached to James Bond. Where'd that get him? Nowhere. He left the project. Um, you, Tarantino likes to do what Tarantino wants to do, and I believe I I guarantee it that if he does this movie. It's going to have, like, I have complete creative control on it, and the studio cannot come and interfere Paramount with me. will not allow that. Now, some filmmakers have gotten lucky with that with studios, but nothing rated R. Uh, and I would think that most of them had a pretty solid war chest that put them in good standing to have that kind of trust, and I don't think Tarantino's got that. Yeah, especially for something... Um, a brand, as you would say, a brand, totally. which is Star Trek. And don't get me wrong. Has he, has Tarantino ever been attached to anything brand wise? Or is it all Tarantino? It's all fresh. It's all his stuff. Okay. It's, um, so he doesn't even so, know what it's like to work with a major studio on what they want. I don't think he's foolish enough to not know in general that it would be a lot of headbutting. That it would be a ridiculous amount of power struggle to do something like that compared to what he's used to doing his own stuff and the the studio like here we're going to give you this money you're going to make the studio would have the reins in on him and he would chafe underneath that yeah, yeah I I think to uh, his uh, even though he his other films probably have lower budgets this would probably be a higher budget film for him and. That that if, that gets studio executives kind of like the heebie-jeebies too because if, they don't know if he's going to be able to handle that kind of budgeting. I think we'd be more likely to see a Tim Burton claymation Star Trek movie before we see Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> My question is, if he had a script locked and the studio was okay with it and he was okay with it, would that bring us to the possibility of making that movie? Because what what I think. You know, the first thing you have to have is a script. If you have that script, and if if every party agrees to that script, do you get that made? Because the script is out there. Or do you risk him wanting to do something special while he's filming? And um, somebody not liking that. Because, I, 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 again, I don't understand Hollywood as much as, as some people. But I would think that if Paramount received a Tarantino-approved script and Paramount signed off on it, that everything would be good to go. But what you just mentioned, Tarantino, I could see him being the kind of guy that would like, well, they're not looking right now. I'm just going to do this, and hopefully they like it, and then go from there, and maybe if they don't, maybe I'll pitch a fight. Never happen, because he'll never get the money up front. They'll never never give it to him if they don't have complete and 100% in the bank lock certainty that the movie will come out, it will come out in a reasonable facsimile of the budget they want, and with the kind of content they're comfortable with. And I don't think Tarantino would ever do that. But honestly, I don't think dwelling purely on Tarantino really is 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 a profit as much as is there room in Star Trek for R-rated material? Well, I think you could go there with anything. Do you? I I think you could. I mean, I mean, you can make Frozen R-rated if you really want. That's the thing. That's here. Here's the thing. Um. Ideally, if you were going to go to an R rating, you would think that it would be organically involved, which Tarantino is good at. I don't think, and it it, ter- it goes in the term of of gratuitous graphic content, content that is graphic 
simply for shock value or for the sake of having it in there. I don't think Tarantino does that. I think a lot of people think he does does that. But I wouldn't say that anything that's in his movies is shocking just for the sake of being shocking. I think it's a little bit more organic. How would you explain that. that samurai scene in Kill Bill? Where... I haven't seen Kill Bill. Okay, but that was probably the, his most gratuitous that I've seen. I but guess. that's that's the type of filmmaking that he does. Yeah, so it doesn't it's, it's look not like he's afraid of a tackling a very extremely violent scene or possibly a gory one. It's just that he doesn't skirt away from it like others would. Right. Some people would choose, like, like let's, uh, for example, and, and some people would, would say that not going the gratuitous route is actually better. Um, case in point, The Dark Knight. And for those who haven't haven't seen The Dark Knight, look away for the spoilers. But spoilers. Look away. Close your ears. Uh, so two faces sitting in the bed, and they kept, turning away from him every time the camera kept turning away from him every time you would see that beautiful smile of his and 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 there's something to be said that that was even more scary than seeing it straight up because you're wondering what was going on behind the scenes you're talking about like when the 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 magic trick or that the the other oh the magic trick no 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 but that's a good one too (laughs) but But you don't see the magic trick, which is funny you don't see the pencil for its way through the meaty gray matter of that gentleman well i'll tell you what i'll tell you what you're gonna see that r-rated craziness when the joker comes on oh yeah but that's what they're doing it for (laughs) yeah how what they're doing is that they're playing off the backs of deadpool they're playing off the backs of logan and i think the reason those movies work is because you have an audience for that now there's an audience a lot of the the comic book looking audiences are older some of them like a a more family oriented film so you go to avengers you go to uh you go to thor and and they're a little bit more family oriented they're not perfectly family oriented but they're not they're certainly not deadpool which is definitely geared towards the older originalist comic book crowd and besides deadpool is designed that way deadpool is designed to be that way they're not making it R-rated or gratuitous for the sake of, of, let's make a comic book movie. Oh, I don't know. Deadpool sounds good. Let's do that. Deadpool is like that. Deadpool was generally created for a mature audience. Now, Star Trek, while it deals with mature themes, is generally considered more of a family-esque medium. And while there are certain times where it pushes the boundaries of adult themes such as in rape or suicide or mass murder, it still presents that information and material in a more digestible form for a mass audience. Now, do you have a group, a niche of of Star Trek fandom that wants to see this? Yes. Is there a way to do it? Well, maybe. But I don't think you need to add... R-rated elements in order to talk about these themes that we already have talked about in Star Trek. We've already talked about rape. We don't have to show the rape. We have already talked about suicide, self-suicide, Dr. Suicide. We've already talked about that. Do we need to see it? Do we need to see a mass murder? Do we need to see the murders? Do we need to see the blood and gore? Do we need them to be swearing? We've heard swearing before. I mean, it's, it's... Few and far between, but it, it's there. Now the swearing. I'm, do they still swear in the 24th century? They do. 
but apparently it's hilarious. At least that's what I gathered every time I went to the theater and Data would swear. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He said shit or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. But I think if you're going to make Star Trek into an R-rated film, all you're doing is adding gratuitous violence, gore, and sex for no reason other than to do it. I don't know that you have to have that in order to tell a good story in Star Trek. Now, the horrors of space, you take the utopia out of Star Trek, and, I, I, yeah, you can you can have some horrors in space. Oh, yeah. you, you can have alive in space. You can have... Oh. It. Uh, it. Well, uh, they, we already they've already had done stories it. like that. It, it was almost kind of like that god planet in Star Trek V. I mean, he's essentially... Almost could have been like an it monster. What does God need with balloons? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I and, and even yes, still, JT Kirk, they all float down here. <laughs> At Star Trek Four, dealt with gratuitous content, um, a double dumbass on you, and so forth. <laughs> well, I think even uh, but that was ironic. Beyond that, they've already told war epics too with Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine. Yep. It's Horror not like they system. have skirted away from mm. from mature themes and and exploring those to the some extent. Phage people, grotesque. Yes, that, but that's... do we need to? I mean, that was grotesque enough, and that was on TV, and that was rated PG for TV. Do we really need to add the gratuitous violence? Yeah, we can make it gross. Yeah, we can make it bloody. Yeah, we can make it. The phage people, Rob, are like um, Brundlefly in Transformation. They're oh, okay. uh, how do you say it? they're the like Texas Chainsaw Massacre? They harvest your organs because they have a, a phage. It's what they call their disease, and they so they need to re- they they they, they will steal your organs. organs. They will steal your face. But one of the episodes I watched recently, when you say recently, that's like five seasons ago because I'm binge watching. But it was like a couple of days ago. The guy. The phagey dude who's looking like Brundlefly before he turned into the, the fly creature. It was like, you don't find me attractive? Because uh, I think she was trying to buy her, like, you know, love him up just so she could escape. So there's another prisoner that kidnapped. And then the phage guy comes back. I thought you would like this face that I got. It looked familiar to you. Ah, that's like some Texas Chainsaw Massacre stuff right there. Mm-hmm. Taking faces off, organs falling apart. I mean, there's that. That's that's borderline horror movie stuff right totally. there. I'm like, and you could explore that. But here's the thing: outside of getting shock, outside of generating buzz. Is this movie made any better because you're going to attach, attach the Star Trek name? It could be a space epic without needing to do that. And a matter of fact, take those shackles off and make a lot of things easier. Get rid of phasers and neat technology that, poof, your problem is gone. Give us guns and, and guns that shoot saw blades so that you can have people's limbs get taken off and shock and stuff like Inglorious that. Inglorious Bastards in Space. Sure. I mean, you could do right. that in... Just ridiculous, absolute mayhem. Exactly. And there's no chains on him then. Obviously, the budget would be a bit higher if, you, if you're going to have it at all believable with any effect. But, he, yeah, if he's already pitching that he's got the script and ready, just pile up the serial numbers, make your movie in space, your fans will go to see it. If it's any good, they'll love it. And who knows, you might, you know, widen out the base. But there's no reason to try to reduce yourself to a niche of the Star Wars fans, or Star Trek fans, sorry, 
And then you're only going to have that small group of the Star Trek fans who aren't going to be turned off by that non-Star Trek experience that they've expected. Yeah, because I think some people do forget. I know it's it's for whatever reason it's a hotly debated topic where where you got these people that are like, yeah, rated R, and you got people, but it's Star Trek. Does it need to be? And I think the the uh, the the fans that are like, does it need to be? Are at greater numbers compared to the ones that are cheering for this rated R. And, and granted, some of these R cheering people, half of them probably don't even watch Star Trek. They just want they, to see they, something they, taken apart to its constituents. They're probably elements. they're all they're probably Tarantino fans, and then be, because they're Tarantino fans, now they're they're kind of really getting into to that aspect of it. And some people just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, that some too. people just want to tick off a fan yep. base. Yep. So, that I would wager is probably the largest, uh, most vocal, vocal part of that group. Yeah, Star Trek: The Original, the first ten films, uh, entered the foray of more than PG twice. Uh, once with First Contact, and then once again with uh, Star Trek Nemesis. Um, first Contact, um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, audience, but I believe First Contact was rated PG-13 for a singular neck break. Uh, in which Data broke the neck of a space zombie. Um, there could have been more to it than that, but I seem to remember reading that somewhere in, in, in my life. Possible. Um, the other time was Star Trek Nemesis was for a singular instance of space mind rape, in which you don't actually see the rape. You just see some heavy petting and some... Uh, Tom Hardy at his finest performance. Yes, his first or was, performance. Or was, it Ron Perl- or was it Ron Perlman doing the head? It was something. It was I don't know. Too, but know. looking back at those movies, does that even need a PG-13 rating? Do you even need to see those instances to make that movie enjoyable? And I don't think adding those things to Star Trek is necessary. And you certainly don't need to bring it up to an R rating just for the sake of bringing it to the R rating. Just, just one more thing to add to that. Um, Star Trek can explore mature themes without having graphic content. We've talked about yeah. that. It can, it, it can talk about rape without having a rape in it. It can talk about violence without having the violence in it. And some might say that that, it's, that would be Star Trek's greatest contribution to fiction or science fiction is to be able to talk about those things subtly without putting it out there in your face making you more think about it, making you more wonder about it without having to ultimately coddle the audience and hold their hands while we go through the dungeon of horrors and say, oh, look at this. This guy got his head chopped off. Do you really need that? Because... No, instead we got... No, what we got back didn't live very long, fortunately. that You know what? You're saying that right now? That scared the hell out of me, me when too. I was a kid. That was, you, you talk about the horrors of space, I still get nightmares. Between that and the earwake from Star Trek Therathicon, yeah. I still get nightmares about that scene. Mm-hmm. Where they're sitting there, they're melting, still alive, and the guy is like, oh. Yeah. Enterprise, what we got back didn't live very long. Oh. That, the oh. screeching, too. In the screeching. And then, and then oh. Have you, have you seen the director's cut? They added to it. They, oh. they had to have added oh. to the screeching. Because oh, it was... Death curdling. It was just, ugh, just, and and to think that is the horror of what man's 
obsession with technology can bring is uh, is is what our technology can accidentally do well when I, it's not used properly I, you know what's just funny is i think galaxy quest showed us what could happen on that other side of the transporter thing where they beamed up that that they beamed something up and it beamed up inside outer whatever something like that something like that and then there's tony shalhoub's character just standing there just blood and guts yeah he's like, just like it exploded <laughs> i have to watch that that movie is such a good movie i have it i just have <laughs> oh it. man so um it, it's yeah that's that's just, that's just it. Bin, you know, have to watch that. The the rated R stuff is you know it sounds like I, I don't know what Tarantino has in his brain, but the one well, thing yeah th- this is all said we don't know what the script has in it. But the, the thing is too watching well, Voyager rainbows and lollipops and unicorns. I'm just saying. So what I find fascinating about you know Tarantino coming up with this idea of Star Trek rated R material, the horrors of space. Um, Something that kind of concerns me as a, a moderate Star Trek fan is how much of the expanded material does he know? Now, when I say expanded material, I'm talking not just the original series or Next Generation, which a lot of people will just use those two. But you got Deep Space Nine, you got Voyager, you have Enterprise, you have even J.J. Star Trek, you have Discovery now. Um, and even all that stuff works into the fuller uh, uh, cinematic universe of Star Trek. So are you saying there should be gatekeeping if he doesn't have his chops down for Star Trek? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is he aware of what may have been written about already? And if that's the case, is he, or is he just doing it to, to, to be, to be uh, gratuitous for shock value sake? Like, They've talked about it, yes, but I'm going to show it. Well, because okay. to be fair, Star Trek, just going through Voyager itself, I'm like, I've seen that movie. And that movie was made after this episode of Voyager aired years after. So you kind of run into that situation where it might not be as original as he thinks it is. There is nothing new under the sun. The thing is, with I don't think the only sin I think that Tarantino could really do with that is show scenes, actions, and places that have already been seen before. Anything else, it's an infinite universe, functionally. So he could use models that have been seen before for familiarity's sake or not and say it's just another branch of federation or whatever he wants to go into. He could explore that fun gray area that is, you know, the spacefarers that aren't federation. You know, there's, there's, there's lots of meat on those bones. Those of us who have been into the role playing games and have spun off what ifs know that just because something's been seen at worst, that creates a barrier, but then there's an infinite direction in that way that you can go. So he, as long as he doesn't, like, I don't know, have Kirk getting his arm chopped off, that would create outrage, I'm pretty sure. Um, he can he can go off in any direction if he gets the blessing to use the Star Trek thing. And then all he does is he has his approved props list of stuff that he can already use. 
Well, if he keeps it isolated, I guess. Keeps it isolated, doesn't do a whole um, Benedict Cumberbach being con thing, um, but keep it with their isolation, almost like Alien, going back to that rated R franchise right. there. But we also have the Infinite Earths, you know, multiple dimensions thing. Right. This isn't that continuity. It's another with, timeline. Ooh, with yeah, the, the, timeline. There. With the idea behind There's a cinematic universe timeline. where you can take one small aspect of a universe mm-hmm. and expound upon it in a way that you can't really do, like, say, on a, on a TV aspect. Which, by the way, most people that have anything to say on the sub- subject would say that Star Trek's biggest place is on television. That's where it thrives. Um, That being said, you can take a theme and expound upon it in a movie setting. Star Trek II, about aging. Star Trek IV was about rebirth. Uh, If you... That was about whales and conservation. Sure. Rebirth of a species. Or protecting the ones we have now. Sure. Okay. Or rebirth could okay, be Green part three and four. Greenpeace in space. There you go. I'll I'll take that. Anyway, so you take a small aspect of the Star Trek universe, maybe something that hasn't been explored upon nearly enough to wet the whistle of of Star Trek fans. You focus on a specific race: Klingons, Romulans, Cardassians, Cardassians, Andorians, Andorians, Tellurian, Tellurians, Tellurites, Cations. There was one. I want that. Yes. 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 Are we talking to? Are we talking about the two or the three breasted variety? Uh, you know, I'm fine with either. Oh, that's okay. what was in uh, Star Trek. Two five. was in the cartoon. Three was in five. Yes. Thank you, William Shatner. Anyway, so I, I I'd be okay with a Klingon no wonder movie. He's down to this R-rated stuff. Who, who cares? Who cares about the Federation? We know the Federation is all prim and proper and clean and etiquette and all that. Let's see something dirty. Mm-hmm. Then you can get away with it. Then you can do it without worried about upsetting the fan base because the fans will expect it to be that way. Section ex- 31? Ah, they're doing a TV show. Oh. And let's be honest, too, here. When we're talking about this rated R movie, Tarantino and Star Trek, all in the same conversation, we acknowledge that this fan base is going to be divided no matter what. Yeah. We understand that the people who aren't going to want to see an R-rated Star Trek movie are going to stay far away from it and probably send some sort of outrage petition to Paramount saying this is an outrage. You will have those group of people who gleefully go to it many times because it's a Tarantino movie and Star Trek and it's awesome. I mean, I'd And then you're it. going to have people who are going to go in and give it a fair shake, whether it's a good movie they might enjoy it, expound upon it, and you know, tell other people it's really not all that bad. If it's bad, then they'll just say it was a bad movie, and we'll just move forward. Yeah, I, I mean, you can understand that. Yeah, I, you know? I don't think it needs to go R, but I would still watch this movie, not just for the curiosity's sake, but as much as I can't stand Tarantino as a I would person, like to, I like his movies. I would like to say that no matter how hard he tries, Tarantino probably couldn't make a gratuitous Star Trek movie at, to be rated R, except for throwing in the F-bomb. And I, I think you would take everything else out, and if you didn't have any F-bombs in there, I don't think he could actually make a good Star Trek movie. No, yeah, because what's gratuitous. funny 
is unless if the human isn't getting hacked up by the Klingon blade weapon. Um, oh, that would be cool. If it was Actual the Klingon damage. getting hacked Blood up everywhere. by the Klingon weapon, the MP, the is it MPA? Yeah, alien violence, animated violence. They would be like, "Oh, the blood's purple." PG thirteen, and they'd be Com- like, "Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah." So, so as long as it's not realistic looking blood, red blood, but we know yellow that blood. it's going to be realistic. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's the point. But it? yeah, I, I, I don't think you could make a good Star Trek movie and hit all the buttons and make it rated R, except for if he was throwing the f bomb in, and you don't need the f bomb right, Star Trek right, movie, right? right. If it was the F bomb was in Klingon, Ooh. I think people would get, be okay get those with that. guys that did the Klingon language, oh, and, and we need you to come up with the F word in Klingon. Already. They do. Yes, Neil, do you know about this? I do not. Twenty-seven thousand word language. Fornication is a subject of the government. Oh, I yes, that I knew, but I didn't yes. know. I don't know the word specifically. I don't know the word either. I'm, I'm, but I know I'm it fairly exists. certain they they would have the word. Okay. I had a person say that word to me when I was at the Gen Con once. Oh, you know what? I need to know they had this. A Klingon, so... They had a Klingon bail in jail where a Klingon would come up to you. If somebody gave them some money, they'd grab you by the shoulder, and they would walk you into a prison and make you do embarrassing things to get out. That's funny. That was I like hilarious. that. I like that. For it, though. I like that. Uh, so anyway. Those guys knew they are Klingon, too. I think I think a, a, a movie specifically suited towards one of those things would be interesting, and I think he could do that. Is that Star Trek? Eh. Well, I guess it's set in the universe, and people want that cinematic universe now. And well, and you know what's funny is people try and try, and they just keep they just can't do what Marvel's doing. I like and, Rogue One and Solo. I'm just putting that out. And there. I and I argue that that uh, um, you know what's I funny argue that, that Star Trek Solo? has done this way before Marvel ever did by interconnecting all their stuff. Star Trek? Yeah. Star Trek was the first cinematic universe. Yeah. Hmm. I, I would say, though, interesting that you that you mentioned Solo. I think that he could do it if he dubs it a Star Trek story. And doesn't even pretend that it's about Starfleet and it's about... Oh, how about or a Star... What was the original? Before they called it the cheesy Star Wars story, which I don't think helped the... the like it just sounded. Ugh. They didn't they call it. What did they call it? They called it something else for a bit until they officially called Rogue it one or solo. Both the, the the Star Wars story term. Star Wars anthology. Anthology. There we go. Star Trek anthology. Oh, they can crib from Spike Lee and call it a Star Wars or Star Trek joint. A Star Trek joint. Yes, <laughs> I like it. But but in again infinite universe but the potential for stories. Yeah, could you do that? Sure. Generally, Star Trek, as far as we understand it, people in Starfleet wouldn't really fit in something Quentin Tarantino would like to explore with the R ratings because generally their moral character is a little bit higher and the technology like blunts a lot of the effect. You probably want to probe into the cracks and crannies that the universe has revealed in, in its shadows. And that seems like something that he could explore happily. Somebody not in Starfleet, somebody who's got their own private ship. Sure. Uh, it happens. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Seven of Nine was a It's Harry to... Mudd's turn. Quentin Tarantino does Mud for Vengeance. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. 
So yeah, it but, starts yeah. out with him in an Orion casino. He's got women and ca- catching women draped over. Hey, Kirky boy. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I think that would be your best bet. I, I I don't think he could do the Adventures of the Enterprise or even Starfleet ship. I think the mistake would be doing this with any of the crews that we've come familiar with. I think if Tarantino is to sell me this Star Trek movie, I, I think the best thing for him would be to go completely original characters, maybe throw in a character. You know what? It's ironic with. because the talk with this was also the talk of doing an end game style. Let's bring everybody into one. God, no, that won't work with Voyager and deep space nine and enterprise. Wasn't and... there a movie timelines where they brought like the cast of, the next generation, and they brought Kirk together. Generations, oh, yeah, generations. but that was a very limited situation. But yeah, it was not very well received. I heard it was that. okay. I think people were a little upset by the spoiler alert. I think they killed off Kirk. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, given that it's like under a hundred years after that, and Kirk's human, and I know it's the twenty third, fourth century, you know, Kirk was going to die at some point. They even talked about him in. a past tense in a way if you think about it from like you know other star treks they always talked about kirk as if he was dead and not kirk as in yes we have a well ultimately the only admiral person who's like 150 years old and he's still alive you missing know, like, in action somewhere yeah, yeah. on a t- transporter buffer so yeah, yeah. i uh, will give tarantino credit for the the, the fact that for him to say he has an idea for a Star Trek movie is kind of out of his comfort zone, too. So, you know, I, I get that he wants to tell this R-rated story. His his stuff is what we just talked about earlier. It's, you know, his own projects. It's his own ideas. Although I think it wasn't Kill Bill like a comic book thing, or I could be wrong. I don't know. Mm. Uh, but other than that, they're they're all essentially his passion projects. And maybe that's what this is. A passion project. Well, if you, he doesn't really have a pattern, though, does he? I mean, he does a Grindhouse movie. He does a Western. He does... Passion. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's all over the place. So going to, but it, to a space his thing... thing. It's, but going to yeah. a space thing, is is it really that much different? I mean... No, but it's something he hasn't done before. I haven't done it before either, and I've I know, a Star but, Trek story ooh, in my but, but, but that could be... He wants to do a space story. Where no I believe Tarantino film has he gone works before... With, Somewhere along, because he he works with Paramount. I believe almost all his movies are Paramount. Ah, well, I think they were produced by that scummy guy that's like been out. Winehouse. Winehouse. Oh yeah. Okay, that's gross. So anyway, um, somewhere along the line, somebody at Paramount decided, hey, let's go talk to Quentin. Quentin needs another project, and he is a big Star Trek fan. So somewhere along the line, somebody somebody's Secretary called another person's secretary. Say, hey, let's do lunch. They did lunch a couple times. Turns out Quentin Tino was a huge Star Trek fan. He had something ready. Now, I I don't know that it's anything other than that, but the fact is that they keep talking about it. And we don't even know the particulars. We don't even is it, what what universe is it set? Is it set in the Kelvin timeline? Is it set in the prime timeline? Is it set in uh, the Next Generation era? Is it set in Voyager era? Is it a Kirk film? What What is it? We, we don't know anything about it. All we know is that it, there's a script. 
He's we written a script. We also don't know that he himself wrote the whole thing. He could have ghost wrote it. Somebody else could have written it for him. He slapped his name on it. He's known for putting his name on other people's things. That's, so he might that, have just be really a, liked the script. Oh, Tarantino know. presents some guy's script. Yeah. There we go. Just to put his name on it to get could some. Be. I can believe that. That being said, I. Does it does it change anything though? Really? No, 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 it doesn't. Because, because if he's directing it, we know it's going to have his hallmarks. Yeah, he'll have his stamp on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing too is you 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 open up a possibility of different casts. What other mother? Oh, yeah, 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 in my yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, no. It's just like do you, do you, do you know what they call a quarter pounder with cheese on Rigel Seven? <laughs> they don't have cows no, no, no. on Rigel Seven. MF. Sob. They eat Vulcans. <laughs> oh they eat Vulcans on Rigel Seven. But I would love to see Samuel L. Jackson as a Klingon reciting. They, they call it the non-logical with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's illogical, but they call it the non-logical because it got Vulcans in it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I would love to see Samuel L. Jackson as a Klingon. I think that would be awesome. Oh, yeah. I think just him, just. Plot and revenge on people Leonardo across the universe. DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio as a Vulcan, or perhaps as Harry Mud. Ooh, yeah, but they got Ooh. that guy. Oh, uh, shoot! Oh, the guy from the Office. The, yeah, 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 he does Harry Mud now. Uh, who else does Taren- Uma Thurman? Do we throw her in there? Should, should be in Orion. Um, uh, do we? Do we? Does he? Does he one. save John Travolta's career again? I don't know. It's been a while, but uh, Christoph could be an admiral. I, I would love to see Christoph Waltz. See, here's one in a thing. Star Trek movie. I think Starfleet would be the bad guys in this because authority figures are usually the bad guys in a Tarantino. Film, I, so I I am I am there with you. Tarantino would uh, Star Trek Travolta from the like other direction. Officer. from the other direction. Yeah, that's what I, I think saying. that would be a valid a valid way of telling a story because then you you're not constricted by the morality of of Starfleet. While you still hold to that ideal, just you see it from the outside. And you could winkingly turn things on their head, like have John Travolta being a, a Star Trek cust- uh, Starfleet customs officer, and the, the, the lead is swearing, and he's like, we don't use language like that in Starfleet. Basically, yeah. <laughs> just to invade, blow people's minds. <laughs> yeah, who, who else does Tarantino use a lot of... Um... Hmm. Oh, himself. Himself. He's in a lot of it. Yeah, that's movies. right. He yeah. could he could throw himself in the movie. Got to use that N word. Um. Got to use that no, N word. No, 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 because you'd have Cardassians in it, and you'd use the slang. Oh, spoonheads. Yes, slang. Alien slang. Uh spoonheads, pointy-eared freaks. Well, that's not really that offensive. Okay, I'm so offended by it, Dave. My my paternal grandfather was Balkan. Well, you got to get those emotions in check, sir. God, we're gonna get people. My paternal grandmother was Romulan. I self-identify as Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, sir? Oh my gosh! <laughs> so anyway, you know, I, 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 this was an interesting, to, you know, to, thought progress. I wonder what we could do with what would if if M Night Shyamalan was going to do a Star Trek to view me. Utopia hmm. from Again, the other Samuel end Jackson would, would be, be interesting. In yeah. And I think that would be. I, I, I think. To see the rogues of the universe. Well, I uh, when Dave and I talked about Star Trek, Star Wars the last time too, is like what really gets me excited about the idea of Disney going in all these different directions is that 
we might get away from the Skywalker cycle and that whole story and let's explore the Outer Rim. Let's explore the life in the, the shoes of somebody who's in the universe rather than just snippets from this one very centralized group that probably has no life like what it's like out there. What is life like on Mos Eisley, except for the people who just kind of... Are there planets that have more than one climate? (laughs) That is not Uh, fair, Star Trek. That's the same thing. Yeah. Vulcan is a big desert planet. But could you imagine, like, cheers out of the Mos Eisley Cantina? It's like, everybody knows you're criminal scum. <laughs> when criminal scum know your name. So John Robots Rats. come in. We don't serve your kind So here. you get John Rats. Rats. racism. There we go. Yeah, yeah the audience goes crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse uh, me. I self-identify as an android. What you got? <laughs> yeah. Robot lives matter. Oh, man. Has the Droid Liberation Front come through? Oh, you got to see Solo. I do have to see Solo. That's a good movie. Droid, I like Droid Liberation. Really? Yes, sir. Yeah. A I've been playing around with the Droid Liberation Front in my role playing game for, oh, geez, 1990. No. 1990. I've had the Droid Liberation front as a sidebar in my Star Wars games. Well, to be fair, it's very, it's like not small, but it's not big. It was it, somebody yeah, being grandiose. Yeah, yeah look but, at that. but there was there was a whole scene about the whole robot liberation and free yourself from your it masters. Was, it was more for comedic value, I think. But that, Yeah, except for when she kind of made all the robots leave their post and protest. Well, she yeah. liberated them. Yeah. Usually, when you're liberated, you leave your post. You yeah, think. but there. Yeah. So, did anybody else have anything to offer up on the rated R Star Trek stuff? Just that again, pretty much what we said. It would be. Fun. I don't think anybody would have a problem if you just did a space movie rated R. Not no problem. Star Trek. It would not. It would make it easier for him to to do more of the, the would violence still, and gore. I, and you would you would still have the, the people who love the Tarantino movies would still like it and they'd still you know people go would still digest that. it as as a Tarantino movie yeah. and enjoy it for such the Star Trek thing is kind of a roadblock to some people you get the fan base ticked off like they don't spend half their time ticked off anyhow and again I I don't see any great gains nor any great desire to see it turned rated R and I I think. You guys have explained the same sentiment that while you would go and see it, Dave, um, and, you know, I might be persuaded to go and see it, too. I wouldn't go for that reason. No. I'd go because I heard some critics say it's a really good story in there with good characters and well-realized and uh, good special effects. It makes it really believable and easy way to go. I'd see it if it's, it's Kill Bill in space or it's Pulp Fiction in space. I wouldn't see it. Wouldn't, wouldn't interest me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the case of a lot of people. If if he has Borg in there, I would like to see, all right, the whole transformation progress in its oh, most brutal geez. form. Well, you might see that, or you might see him, you know, one of them go up, take a big drill, and yeah. get some guy from behind. <laughs> Something horrible like that. Who uh, knows? Yeah. So, Neil. Nope. Oh. 
That's it. You made I your think, piece. I think I've made my point. I yeah. think it can be done. I don't think they should do it, but I think it can be done. I, I think that I think Rob's right. I think Tarantino, if he wants to make a space flick, make a space flick. Well, let's not let's not mix and match brand names. And likewise, again, as further proof of this, the Orville. Somebody wanted to make a Star Trek film. They, they or Star Trek show. They really did. They filed off the serial numbers and they made the Star Trek show they wanted to do. Just do that, Tarantino. It could be. Cold. We would be okay with that, oh, and yeah. I think I think that I to be honest with you, I think a parody, a Tarantino Star Trek parody, would do even better than a Tarantino actual Star Trek movie. Yeah, but I'd be okay with either of those. I mean, I I'm sorry, I'd be okay if you just did a straight Star right Star no no Star you know, yes. space movie correct. If he does the Star Trek movie, I'm not as interested because, like you said, it's it's not the it's not the right universe. For I don't think movie. I don't think you need to rebrand a Tarantino movie with the Star Trek brand. I don't nope. think you need to do it. Well, but I would love to see his parody movie. <laughs> that would probably be hilarious. No, it, literally, what do they call a, a what do they call a quarter pounder on Rigel Seven? I mean, you, you got to have that joke in there. Yeah. Or would they go to big big Kahuna? Space, space food. Yep. We have to stop at the big Kahuna station. <laughs> Get all I can think, all I can think of is, is, is what is that? Uh, space balls, where they go to that space diner, uh, and all of a sudden, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's huh. been done. It can be done again. Ultimately, if you're gonna do something, do it well, and, and we'll enjoy. It's it. been over ten years before that's been done. It's fair game again. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Yeah, that's Lord of the Rings reboot. Woo! Uh, TV show that we can put everything in the back. (laughs) Well, this has been Back to the Podcast with Rob, Neil, and me, Dave. And we talked about Star Trek rated R. Even though a lot of us don't think, you know, a lot of, a, a few of us here don't think they need to do it. I don't think they need to do it, but you know what? If they do... We'll still give it its chance. They won't do it. And we'll see what happens if Paramount and Tarantino can make peace with each other and do what they need to do. So until next time. You make it sound so dirty. (laughs) This has been back to the podcast. I'll probably just cut a Rob clip and put it in there. (laughs) Just don't feel comfortable doing it. Right, you're, and then, you're getting and then, such a better range of your voice when we do these too. Yeah, and then I'll get a little more oomph, and you'll be right there, Dave. Yes, Dave, we need more oomph, like Tarantino. I got four yourself. more weeks yet with a. <laughs>